2: Hey guys, and welcome to episode 165 of SwiftCast. This is Adam, Ashley, and Steph. And we have a good episode coming up for you guys. Our main discussion will be about the song Mine, because it was right around six years ago in August that Taylor released the first single, Mine, off of the Speak Now album. I actually still remember watching that music video for the first time and thinking how cool it was and how much I like that song.
1: I remember flipping out that it was released unexpectedly.
2: Right, we'll talk a little bit about that in the main discussion, but the song was actually leaked early, so Taylor decided to put it out into public earlier than she had anticipated. But before we get started with the episode, we wanted to make a quick announcement, and this is pretty exciting for any listeners out there who like the show and have ever thought about, hey. Could I be on the show at some point in the near future? We are actually looking for a new co-host. So if you are over 21 years old, or 21 or over, and would be interested in joining SwiftCast, we would like for you to send us an email at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com and let us know about your interest. And
1: the reason we say 21 and over, we love our younger listeners, but it's just because with work schedules and school and sometimes the co-hosts will travel together and things like that, it's just a little bit easier for somebody 21 and older. So definitely for any of our younger listeners, you know, we want to include you still. You should definitely participate, send us in tweets, send us emails. We love hearing from you guys, too.
2: Yeah, we'll be taking emails for a couple of weeks, and we'll figure out who we would like to talk to, and we hope that you're interested, and please send us an email if you are.
1: Because that's how we found you, Adam.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you can be just like myself. I was actually just a fan of the show, uh, started listening to it on iTunes, and one day I emailed them, uh, letting them know that I liked the show, and that if they were ever interested in Having a new host that I would be interested, in, and it was perfect timing in that they were looking for one, so it all worked out.
1: And actually, for any of you who may have been with us since the very beginning, that was how we found Nate, too. He emailed us one day out of the blue in early, around episode maybe 10 in 2013, and that was how we got him. So it's always great hearing from new people and we're really excited. You know, we have a team of six of us who you're all used to. You hear us on a rotating basis, but sometimes with traveling and our schedules and life and all sorts of things, it just helps to have more people involved. So we're excited for hearing from you and getting someone new in the conversation with us.
2: Well, let's get back to our regular episode and the fun segment of looking back at Taylor's older tweets.
1: The first one is from August 1st, 2009. Taylor said, just experienced love at first sight with this couch in the window of a coffee shop.
0: The next tweet is from August 1st of 2009 also. So that same day, Taylor tweeted, Philly was awesome. Last time I sang at this arena. I was 11 singing the anthem for a 76ers game, Smiley Face. So I guess she was out and saw this couch in the window of a coffee shop, and then she performed in Philly that night. And you probably all have seen the video of her singing the anthem when she was only 11. If you haven't, then look it up.
2: Yeah, I think the 15th anniversary of that was earlier this year, because I think I remember texting you guys about it, didn't I? I think so. Because, yeah, if she was 11 and she's now 26, then it should have been 15 years ago.
0: Which is crazy. And I think even that footage was included during the Red Tour, the little video montage before 22.
2: And our next tweet comes from a couple days later on August 3rd, 2009. Trying out a new chocolate chip cookie recipe. I want them to be all fluffy. Game on. Preheating. Assembling ingredients. Go.
1: Well, she's definitely perfected it by now. (laughs) I think that's her classic go-to for the fall and winter. And the next one is from August 5th of 2010, a year later. I landed in Japan and got 20 texts and looked at iTunes and got tears in my eyes. And so we begin again. And this was referencing what we just mentioned earlier, when mine leaked, which ended up happening when she was on her way to Japan.
0: And she used begin again, although that wasn't until the next era for Red. I just now noticed that.
2: Yeah, that's true. Wow. (laughs) Foreshadowing.
0: Well, then on August 1st of 2011, Taylor tweeted, Was watching Shark Week and almost called Abigail to talk about how scary sharks are, then got this overwhelming fear that they can hear me. (laughs) I can't believe that was five years ago.
2: The next tweet is from August 5th, 2012. Taylor wrote, she's actually watching the Olympics. And it's a picture of Meredith watching the TV. And she's watching track and field in the Summer Olympics.
1: Bet she still is today. And so the next one is very exciting from August 4th, 2014. Crazy that it's been two years. I don't even believe it at all. Taylor tweeted, so here's your first clue. And this was the picture of the elevator button, which was foreshadowing the 1989 album announcement.
0: Right. She kept hitting the 18 elevator button because the announcement was made on August 18th. The next tweet is from a few days later on August 6th of 2014. And Taylor tweeted, clue number two. And she had a photo of Olivia sitting in the little shelf with a Polaroid camera, and it was a screenshot of her phone with five o'clock so we knew something was happening at five o'clock.
2: The next tweet jumps to last year twenty fifteen on August fifth Taylor tweeted, just wanted to let you know that the next single from nineteen eighty nine will be dot 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 wildest dreams
1: That was really exciting because. We had kind of gotten to the point where so many singles had already been released, but we wanted every song to be a single, I think.
0: I think so. And really, this was the point where we predicted the singles that had been released, and we weren't really sure what would be next. And Wildest Dreams just shows such a different side of Taylor that everybody was really excited about it.
1: And the last one is from August 6th, 2015. Coming home to Mixed Reactions, a short film, (laughs) and this was a video Taylor posted when she came home, I guess, during a break from the tour, and Olivia was very happy to see her, and Meredith was not.
2: It's a really funny video. Yeah, Olivia is very uh, friendly, and Taylor's petting her, and then she flips the camera around to the other side of the room, and Meredith's just sitting there staring at her. (laughs) Well, there's a couple of news items this week, despite, once again, Taylor not being seen very much in public, but there were a couple times that she's been in the news.
0: The first piece of news was really exciting because it's a little suspicious, I think. But last week, Taylor was in L.A., and she actually ate dinner with Mark Romanek, and he was the director of the Shake It Off music video, so there's some speculation going around with people wondering why Taylor was meeting with him. and It's true, maybe they were just catching up, eating dinner, but it could also mean something else, perhaps.
2: Well, Instagram has launched their own version of Snapchat called Instagram Stories, and we all know that Taylor is a big Instagram user, and she has never been on Snapchat before. But Taylor did use this new feature, and she posted a new Instagram story about Olivia.
1: I hope this is just the beginning of seeing many more stories from her. I don't use Instagram much, but now I feel the need to check it every five minutes just in case Taylor posted a story.
0: Yeah, I actually could not find the story on her Instagram. Do you have to look somewhere special for it?
1: When you open up the app, I believe where you would scroll through your normal news feed, above that, there's little icons that will only pop up for people that have posted a story in the last 24 hours. Oh. So, like Snapchat, the stories go away after a day.
0: Oh. Can you get a notification for Taylor?
1: I'm not sure, actually. I know you can when she posts a photo, but I don't know about the stories.
2: Okay, I'll have to look into the Yeah, Steph, I might have done the same thing as you. I went looking at her Instagram page on my computer and I couldn't find it. So I'm thinking maybe it's only part of the app.
0: Yeah, maybe. I have the app and I can't even remember where I was looking when I was trying to find it. I just saw it posted on other social media forums like Twitter.
1: That's the good thing is that whether Snapchat or Instagram, people do always manage to save it somehow and you'll see it on Twitter. Right. And the next piece of news is that Taylor celebrated Carly's birthday with her over FaceTime because Carly was in Italy on her actual birthday and they both had very cute posts about each other on that day.
0: Yeah, Taylor actually posted a cute throwback photo of them. It looked like when they were doing their Vogue photo shoot and she had a really nice birthday message for her. And then Carly posted the photo of them FaceTiming with each other. And it looked like Taylor was in Nashville. It looked like it was her Nashville kitchen. Well, another piece of exciting news is that Taylor's brother Austin is starring in a new movie. It's a thriller called I.T. And it's going to be released on September 23rd. And the trailer was just released for it. And he's very briefly in the trailer. It's at about a minute and 30 seconds into the trailer and you can see him there and he looks great so should be pretty exciting
2: i haven't watched the trailer yet does it look like a good movie
0: it looks like a good thriller yes i was actually at work and so i didn't have the sound on my computer on well actually i looked at it on my phone and i didn't have my sound on so i was just watching the trailer without sound and it looked like kind of a a sit at the edge of your seat kind of movie
2: cool we'll have to see what the reviews are like as it gets closer to coming out and our final piece of news on august 6th taylor and her curly hair returned and she was at a party in the hamptons where she joined nelly on stage and performed his song dilemma with him that was pretty cool
1: I don't think I will ever get tired of Taylor performing with Nellie.
0: Never.
2: And it's happened so many times, but it just gets better and better.
1: And I've never seen them live, though. I want to. And it seemed very impromptu. Like I don't think Taylor was expecting to come up on stage with him, and I just love that she knows all the words to like every Nellie song.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I'll always be bummed that I missed them doing hot in here during the 1989 world tour with Haim. With Haim. Yeah, that would have been great.
1: That looks very iconic.
2: Well, it looks like Taylor had a great time at that party over the weekend and you'll hear a little bit about her outfit in our fashion segment.
1: So, the first outfit that we have is from July 27th when she was arriving at the gym or at least what looked like a gym. We never know with her. <laughs> and <laughs> she had the Nike Lunar Element sneakers in black and pink, which are $79. She's been wearing those a lot. I actually really want those sneakers. Yeah, I like those a lot. And she had a Nike Rain Runner full zip jacket, which you can get a similar one on eBay for about ninety five dollars. And then her pants were the Under Armour Cool Switch capris in black slash gray for forty four ninety
0: nine. Well, then on July twenty eighth, Taylor was spotted eating dinner with Tom in Santa Monica, and she wore a crop top dress. It was called the Midnight Sage Tea Dress, which is by Beck and Bridge. And it is not yet available, but it was really cute. It was black and it had short sleeves. And she wore Nicholas Kirkwood cassetti embellished metallic patent sandals. And those are six hundred and ninety five dollars. And then she carried a leather crossbody bag by Etro, which Unfortunately, it does not have a price listed.
2: Taylor was at the gym once again, and we say gym in quotes because we really wonder if she's going to the gym or if she's doing something else. <laughs> but anyway, this was July 31st in LA, and she was wearing a Victoria's Secret lightweight strappy back sports bra, which is sold out.
1: And then when... This past weekend, August 6th, she was at the party in the Hamptons that we just mentioned. She wore Adidas Stan Smith leather sneakers, which were $129, with a Reformation two-piece outfit. So she had the Joey top in navy, which is $98. And then the bottom was the Granada skirt, also in navy, which is now $125. That seems to be one of her brands that she constantly goes back to
0: it seems like a very new york style brand to me i like it when she wears it when she's in new york
1: well this was technically in new york
0: yeah i just wish their pieces were a little bit cheaper because they're a little out of my price range i think like that yellow dress that she wore in italy i really really liked but it was i think close to 200 dollars
1: I think my biggest question about all these gym sessions she's been having, and maybe I just need to pay closer attention to the photos, but I want to know how long she's in the gym each time.
2: That's a good question to know, yeah.
1: Because if she's in there for several hours, I definitely think it's a recording studio.
2: Right, but if it's just like an hour, maybe an hour and a half, then it very well could just be her working out.
0: Yeah, but we're never really made aware of that.
1: No, we see photos of her coming and going, and not necessarily always in real time. So it's very hard to say.
0: Well, and sometimes we only see her leaving or only arriving. But that's a good question.
2: And finally, Taylor was seen at a restaurant called Trattoria Thirty Five with Austin in New York on August seventh, and she was wearing. A Y-Ming Bella Top and Strella Skirt, and the top was $165, and the skirt was $205.
1: I've been liking that the crop top and skirts have been making a reappearance with her over the last couple weeks.
2: And
0: curly hair.
1: Well, yeah. I think that just about killed me.
0: Yeah, it's funny. It looks so different short, but I love it just as much as I used to.
1: And even though it is short and her bangs are a little different and obviously she looks different, when you put photos side by side, it's like old Taylor is back.
0: Yeah, it's definitely interesting. I I hope it sticks around. I just love the curls.
1: I've missed the hair flipping. I mean, I know she's still done it with her shorter hair and whatever, but I don't know. I miss Speak Now hair flipping.
2: Well, as always, thank you to TaySwiftStyle.com for all of this fashion information and you can go visit the website to get more details and see all the pictures. Speaking of Taylor's Speak Now era fashion and how she's looking more and more like that era, we're going to go back and talk a little bit about the song Mine because it was six years ago that the song was released. So a few details to start out with. The song was produced by Nathan Chapman, as were a lot of her songs, and like I mentioned earlier, it was the lead single from her third studio album, Speak Now. And there was an unauthorized internet leak of the song in August 2010, which actually caused Taylor to release the song two weeks earlier than its intended release date. Do you guys remember anything about that leak? Back six years ago?
1: I remember that she did the announcement, an announcement video that she released a couple, I think, weeks before that, saying that Speak Now was going to be coming out in the fall and that mine was going to be coming out on whatever date she set in August. And I think because she made the name of the song known in advance, that it just became a very easy target for leaks, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, I strangely remember this pretty well. I remember setting my computer up and watching her live stream where she announced Speak Now and said she had written all the songs on her own. And then I remember just probably being online somehow and seeing, oh, wow, the the song has been leaked and I was afraid to listen to it. But then I remember her tweet where she said she just landed in Japan and she couldn't believe it. Because it was number one on iTunes. So then I realized it was on iTunes. And just downloaded it immediately. <laughs> and it was really exciting. But I think that. That was kind of key for Taylor. Because ever since then. You know with Red. She immediately made. We are never ever getting back together. Available on iTunes. Right when she announced the album. And then with 1989. She took it a step further. And just released the music video. At the same time as announcing 1989 and shake it off, which I think is what people have to do now. People just can't wait the way technology has developed.
2: So what is the song Mine about? We know that Taylor was inspired to write Mine after reflecting on one of her unnamed crushes. And she explained that the song is about her tendency to run from love. And this song contains elements of power pop, and the lyrics speak of the ups and downs of young love.
0: Interestingly, the code for this song actually was Toby, just T O B Y, and Toby was the actor in the music video. So I always thought that was interesting because I don't even think she met Toby until they made the music video, but she wrote this song well before that. So it's always been one of those songs I've been intrigued by but i like that some or maybe even a lot of songs we really don't know who actually inspired them for taylor
1: i feel like this was the first time that a song of hers struck me as more leaning towards pop when it came out
0: yeah i think even not just with mine but with the album speak now you could see more of a shift toward pop
1: because I know that there were some pop versions of Love Story that were on the radio, but it still didn't really feel like a pop song. This, I feel like as soon as it came out, both country and non-country stations were playing it.
2: I think so too. I definitely see it as a crossover. I still see the country elements of it, but it definitely crossed over into pop.
1: And I think what I really liked about the video, which... I sometimes miss in her videos today is that it was more simple and just told the story with characters that you could see develop throughout the video. Like, for example, when Style came out the video, I really wanted that to show the story of those characters. And I was kind of disappointed that it was more abstract. And so I think that's why I still like that video so much is that it just pretty much acts out the song for you.
0: It really did. And the way she had all the photos hanging in the woods like that, for me, that's the most memorable part of the music video because it was just so different and just seemed so innocent. And and that's what the song reminds me of, just this innocent young love where you have tough times, but you make it through.
2: Yeah, and the music video was directed by Roman White, And it was met with great appraise from critics who called it rather sweet and heartwarming. And it actually did receive the coveted Video of the Year Award on the CMT Music Awards back in 2011. So that was a big deal.
0: And actually in the music video, there's actually a wedding and there are kids included in the music video, which is pretty cool. And I actually just remember seeing all the screenshots of Taylor in this wedding dress. And of course, then I was thinking what her real wedding would be like, which I know isn't any time in the near future, but I'm sure she would just have such an elegant and classic kind of a wedding.
1: Well, according to the articles I've seen, the wedding's happening next month, so we'll find out.
0: (laughs) That's true. That is true. Some tabloids would say otherwise, but it probably was fun for her to pretend to get married. And this video was shot in New England. And obviously Taylor has a soft spot in her heart for New England, since she has a house in Rhode Island.
2: And another thing with the music video I remember, I'm not sure, but it might have been one of Taylor's vlogs that she posted on YouTube back in the day. I remember seeing the little boys that were in the music video as her sons. I remember seeing her take them out to the toy store and let them buy a couple toys that they wanted uh, as a reward for being in the video. Do you guys remember that?
0: Yeah, that was really cool. That's a good example of just how nice of a person Taylor is. People can say that she does things for publicity or whatever, but she's just always been a nice person and always wants to make people happy no matter what.
2: Right, she could have just filmed the video and then left and not even cared, but it just shows that she really did care about them and wanted to thank them for being part of it.
1: I'm very interested to see if she ends up involving fans in her next video.
0: Yeah, it's a good point because for Shake It Off, fans were obviously very involved in that music video. With the lead single for Red, with We Are Never, her band was very involved in the music video for that so we'll see what she has up her sleeve for the next lead single
1: so on the speak now tour mine was the second song performed right after sparks fly do you guys remember that
0: yeah it always seemed really quick to me
2: i think also because it came right after the the grand opening you know everybody was so pumped about sparks fly when Taylor came out from underneath the stage. And I think the performance, if I remember correctly, was not necessarily stripped down, but it was very simple. It was just her and a guitar, and it was very, very simple, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it was pretty much straight up the song. Well, Like, for Sparks Fly, she changed parts of it. And if you remember where she does, she changes up at the very end of Sparks Fly. And like you said, Adam, there's a big grand entrance Whereas mine was more just straight the way it is on the radio, which is fine and great.
1: Just thinking back to that, I can picture it in my head like it was yesterday. I can't believe how many years it's been.
0: Yeah, it's just crazy the way time has flown.
1: But I really enjoyed that performance. I mean, I think she's built our expectations up higher and higher on purpose. So now we expect huge things for every song but at the time I don't think I was disappointed at all that it was a plain performance. I loved it.
0: Yeah I loved it too and like you said she just keeps building things up and up. Mine was hugely successful but when you compare it to songs like We're Never Ever Getting Back Together and Shake It Off it is kind of tough to compare mine to those songs because Shake It Off debuted at number one on the Hot 100 and We're never had a a massive debut as well. Like Ashley said, she just keeps making things bigger and bigger every time.
1: And so, sadly, after the Speak Now tour, she really didn't perform mine much ever after that. Maybe once or twice on the B stage, but that was it.
0: Well, yeah. And again, if you did compare it to something like Shake It Off or We're Never Ever Getting Back Together, you wouldn't have that with those two songs.
1: I'm pretty sure those two songs will be in every Taylor Swift concert that we go to from Here to Eternity.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which is great, but mine was such a good song that it is sad that we don't hear it as much anymore.
1: And I guess probably the reason is just because it, you know, now her shows are focused more around the pop sound.
0: Yeah, really, when you think about her shows now, the number of songs that are included on the set list from really her debut album up through speak now are very minimal.
2: And speaking of the song success, a couple of cool facts about the song are that it did become a top 10 hit in Australia, Canada, and Japan. And in the United States, it peaked at number three on the billboard hot 100. And that actually made Taylor the second female artist in history of the hot 100 to debut multiple tracks in the top five during a calendar year. And the first to do it was Mariah Carey back in 1995.
1: Wow.
0: I don't think I knew that before today. That's pretty cool.
1: So earlier in this discussion, Steph, you pointed out how it went from, so speak now. Taylor announced the name and release date of the album and the name of the lead single and then held off on the single for a while. Red, she gave us the album title, release date, and played the first single all in one day. 1989, she gave us the album title, release date, first single, and music video all in the same day. So, just looking at that, and the fact that we're in August, and there have yet to have been any sort of hints... I'm going to predict that sometime before the end of this year, she is going to surprise us and drop an entire album out of nowhere.
0: I completely agree. I actually had a thought maybe over the past week that I think, and this is purely my speculation, I have no idea, but I'm just guessing. I think that when she performs her concert in Austin in October, she'll just announce the new album and perform the entire album at that concert and then it will be available on iTunes after that
1: Well no nobody's going to buy it if she does that cuz we're all just going to drop dead <laughs> That would Nobody. be
2: insane if that happened stuff
1: Nobody's going to be alive to go to Target and pick up a coffee
0: <laughs> This my thing is that Taylor does not follow trends Taylor sets trends So she's not going to do something like Beyoncé or Eric Church and just randomly drop an album in the middle of the night so my only other thought is why not just perform the whole album at a concert for everybody
2: but she does follow trends in the sense that she's gone with the every two year release schedule so I guess in a sense that would still fit because it would still be a fall release 2016 it just wouldn't be in the style that she has done it before
0: yeah And I think, though, the way technology is today, it kind of demands her to continue to change that, to avoid leaks. And even with 1989, there was a leak before it was released. So to avoid that, she could just perform the whole album for the first time live and then release it after. I think it would be great. It would be brilliant.
1: Can you guys even imagine? And so as of now, Steph and I are going and the other hosts TBD, but... Just being there, seeing a performance from Taylor of songs that we don't know.
2: Yeah, you wouldn't know any of the words. You wouldn't know anything. It would be a a unique, bizarre experience, I feel like.
0: Yeah, I mean, I am going to Austin, so maybe I'm just selfishly saying that's what's going to happen. But I really don't know what she's going to do in Austin. And I do think this would be a great platform. There are going to be over 100,000 people there um maybe in the future apple music will announce that it will be streamed or something i don't know i'm eager to see what happens
2: that's a good question about streaming um uh, because we obviously don't know much about this event but if i recall i think i read that last year the headlining act at this event was elton john and i believe it was live streamed
0: and he also Did greatest hits that night, right?
2: I'm not totally sure. Okay. I mean, he's been, he's a legend, has been around for so long that I don't know if he has necessarily new music, but I'm sure he played a ton of all of his hits.
0: Right, right. That was my only other thought. Maybe Taylor will just play all of her hits, but I don't see us having any sort of announcement in August like we did before 1989 when we were talking about our older tweets and in this episode and about how taylor gave us the hints i don't see that happening this time but i do think she's likely to stay on her trend like adam mentioned with the every two years and if she just performs this new album in october and then releases it it would actually be exactly two years from 1989's release date just about
1: And that would put her in line with award nominations, which we know she likes to time out and really would be perfect.
0: Right. One thing that we were talking about recently was we were questioning whether Taylor would be announced as a performer for the iHeart Radio Music Festival, which is in Las Vegas in September. And she actually was not announced, which I think made all of us think, oh, okay, well generally when she's releasing an album, she's the top performer at that music festival. So that raised some questions. But if she wants to really surprise people, that's the way to do it, to not be included in iHeart and then just have a huge surprise.
2: We will see. That was a fun little side discussion we had there about Austin. And I can't believe it's just over two months away. I remember when that was announced way back. I think it was in the spring, wasn't it?
0: I think so. Shortly after it was announced that Taylor will be releasing a mobile game at the end of this year.
2: That's right. So we do have a lot to look forward to in the coming months. We have the Austin show, we have that mobile game, and a possible new album. We will see. We wanted to give you guys a few reminders before we go. Please go ahead and press the subscribe button on iTunes, and then it will download the latest episode for you automatically. If you want to reach out to us, there are many different platforms that you can use. On Twitter, we are at SwiftCast13. We are swiftcast13.tumblr.com, instagram.com slash theswiftcast13, facebook.com slash theswiftcast. You can always email us at theswiftcast13 at gmail.com, which again is the way you should contact us if you are interested in... Talking to us about becoming a new co host. Once again, that was the SwiftCast13 at gmail.com. And you can always check out our website, which is swiftcast13.com. So before we take off, what do you guys think Taylor will do this coming week?
1: Well, I just saw on Twitter tonight that Carly was at a private Coldplay concert in the Hamptons, and I don't know if Taylor was there but I'm going to predict that she was and that she will post something from that tomorrow because we know she's a huge Coldplay fan.
2: Ooh, I hope so.
0: Right, Taylor's a huge Coldplay fan.
1: She listened to our episode the other week and (laughs) remembered that she loves them, so
2: she had to go see them. Yeah, because she heard me talking about them.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I bet that would be great, a private
2: event with them.
1: Yeah, this seemed like a concert at a... Bar in the Hamptons where you could only win your way in, but I'm sure that Taylor would get in easily.
2: I think since Taylor is back in New York, that we'll get some photos of her eating lunch with her parents or maybe Austin or get some paparazzi photos of her shopping somewhere at a store. Um, It's good to see her back in New York, and I wonder if she'll be staying at that new place that she rented.
0: Yeah, I think we'll probably see some photos of her out and about in new york at hopefully the new place and i hope we get another instagram story maybe a video of meredith we haven't seen her in a long time
1: we need confirmation that she's still alive
0: (laughs) maybe meredith will be watching the olympics again and taylor can do a story of it
2: Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. And we will see you on our next episode, which will be 166. But for now, signing off for episode 165, this has been Adam,
1: Ashley, and Steph.
2: Thanks for listening. See ya.
1: Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift. Big Machine Label Group or 13 Management. Lucky Land Casino
0: asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office.